Holy Gospel is written in the 16th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke, beginning at the first verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said unto his disciples, there was a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship. I cannot dig. To beg I am ashamed. I am resolved what to do, that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his Lord's debtors unto him and said unto the first, How much owest thou unto my Lord? And he said, An hundred measures of oil. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and sit down quietly, quickly, and write fifty. Then he said to another, And how much owest thou? And he said, An hundred measures of wheat. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and write fourscore. And his Lord commended the unjust spirit, uh, steward because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. And I say unto you, Make to yourselves friends by means of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when it shall fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee. May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Now often, working people, usually rightly, say that work barely gets a mention in church. But that is actually surprising because when you look at the stories Jesus told, large numbers of them are to do with work. And the Gospel reading today is one of those stories and may well be one of the most uh, difficult to understand. The story and the teaching based on it seem to be contradictory and it doesn't seem to fit with other things that Jesus said and taught. The story is this, that a manager is wasting his employer's money. He is found out and he is fired. The beginning of the story makes sense to us. It's what happens next that causes the problem. The manager then reduces the debts that various people owe to his employer in order to get on good terms with them before he leaves his master's employment. Again, he is wasting his master's money, but this time the master praises what he has done. And Jesus goes on to say that we should use our money to make friends and that that will help us to be welcomed into eternity. That rather seems to be almost the reverse of his saying that we should store up treasures in heaven rather than treasures on earth. And then to compound all the complications, he commends faithfulness 
after having told a story in which a dishonest manager is praised for his dishonesty. So how can we find a way into a set of teaching that seem to be contradictory and confused? It may well be that the key is Jesus' statement that we should make friends for ourselves. You see, although the dishonest manager seems to remain dishonest, there is a change that occurs to him in the story. And we can perhaps see that change most clearly if we think about his own work-life balance. At the beginning of the story, friendships and responsibility seem to be rather low on his list of priorities. He's managing his employer's property, but he's wasting his employer's money. It's likely then that his life is focused around work and money. However, when his job comes under threat, he suddenly realizes that relationships, friendships, are actually more important than work and money. And he figures out a quick way of building friendships. At the end of the story, if we return to his work-life balance, work will have decreased in importance to him, while friendship and responsibility for his own future will have increased. And the teaching that follows the story makes it clear that Jesus does not condone dishonesty. If this manager is dishonest in small matters, then he will also be dishonest in large ones. The manager's fundamental dishonesty does not change, but the priority that he places on relationships does. And in other teachings, Jesus does sometimes use a particular formula. The formula uh, looks like this. If someone who is bad can do X, then how much more should you, or how much more will God do X? He uses it, for example, when he talks about God giving the Holy Spirit. He says, if fathers who are bad know how to give good gifts to their children, how much more will God give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So what Jesus is doing in this story is similar. He's saying that if shrewd worldly people like this dishonest manager can come to see the importance of relationships, then how much more should we do the same? Not following the example of the manager in using dishonesty to build relationships, but following his example of learning to prioritize relationships in our life and in our work. The Relationships Foundation sounds like it's likely to be a dating agency, but it's actually an organization founded and run by Christians that believes that a good society is built on good relationships, from family and community to public service and to business. And they study the effect that culture, business, and government have on relationships, creating new ideas for strengthening social connections and campaigning on issues where relationships are being undermined. So they are one example of an organization that is seeking to prioritize relationships in life and in work 
just as Jesus encourages us to do in this story. Why is that so important? Well, Jesus throws out a hint when he says, make friends for yourself so that you will be welcomed in the eternal home. Jesus seems to be hinting that the relationships we form now in some way continue into eternity. And Paul actually says something very similar in 1 Corinthians 13 when he writes that faith, hope, and love remain. And he uses a word for remain which suggests that our acts of faith, hope, and love continue into eternity. Building relationships, Jesus and Paul are suggesting, may not just be good for the here and now, but may also have eternal implications for us. All the more reason then for us to learn from this story, and whether we are at home, at work, or in our wider community, to prioritize the building of good relationships with all those around us. May it be so for each one of us. Amen.